As you're growing older, are you noticing more and more mysterious ailments popping up that no doctors seem to understand? Maybe they give you a wrong diagnosis or chalk it up to, this is what happens when you age. Well, my friends, this is exactly what happened to Dr. Susan Lavelle until she took her health into her own hands. And she's here today to tell you how she went from sepsis to healthy and how you can take control of your health, too. Welcome to I Am This Age, the podcast proving you're never too old, it's never too late, so go do that thing you're always talking about. I'm Molly Sider, your host, a certified professional life coach, speaker, and storyteller. Dr. Susan Lavelle, a former plastic surgeon, went back to school at 63 to become a lifestyle, or as some people might know it, a functional doctor. She runs Balanced Performance, which is a company providing all-in-one lifestyle health solutions for busy professionals because she is one and she knows. Before we get into her story and all her great lifestyle health advice, we need your support to keep growing. Please make sure you're subscribed to the show and while you're at it, go ahead and rate and review. This may seem like a silly waste of time, but it's one of the best ways to ensure that this show sticks around. And why not also send an episode to someone you think will benefit from it? The more we grow, the more we can help you grow. Now, please turn up the volume and enjoy Dr. Susan Lavelle. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Lavelle. I'm 69, and I am the founder and owner of Premier Wellness, which is right now in the midst of changing over to balanced performance. Dr. Lavelle worked in plastic surgery for 22 years, 16 years in Wichita, Kansas, and six years in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. Both rural and in both places, she was the only plastic surgeon within an hour in any direction. What that meant was that in addition to her traditional plastic surgery patients, she was also the one being called in at, say, three in the morning if someone had a bad cut on their face and needed a plastic surgeon. Needless to say, she worked a lot, and she was so stressed that she eventually ended up in intensive care three times in one year with blood clots in her legs and lungs, and the third time she became septic. But no one, including her, could figure out what was happening. At one point, they thought she had cancer, but that wasn't it. It was a mystery until she discovered the following thing. It was really inflammation throughout my body that was causing those clots. And the inflammation was due to, number one, the food that I was eating, which wasn't very healthy at the time, <laughs> but, uh, but also just that chronic stress. And if I can say nothing else, and if people don't learn anything else from this, this whole conversation, is that stress causes dis-ease. We hear about this all the time, of course, you know, ingrained into our brains, stress can kill you, stress can cause heart attacks, stress causes inflammation even. But can you explain how that how works? that actually yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely well a lot of it has to do with hormones and many of us have heard of the the master hormone cortisol right mm -hmm. um, that's that stress hormone that fight or flight or freeze hormone so whenever it's really from way back in the I say the days of the troglodytes right when we would get chased by a by a saber toothed tiger and our bodies would need to react. And so we would get a surge of cortisol. We'd get a surge of epinephrine and norepinephrine, which would allow us to get up and run away from whatever this danger was. Back then, when the danger went away, our cortisol levels and everything went back down. We went back to normal and life went on as usual. 
That's not what happens today. Today we have stress that that is not almost nonstop. You know, twenty four seven, month after month, year after year, and we don't ever come down from that unless we make a specific effort to de-stress, to take you know, to step away from that constant, uh, that constant, um, you know, energy. Uh, and so that is that constant stress with the cortisol levels that impacts so many other things because it is a master hormone. Don't want to get too, too, too scientific, but it messes with our thyroid. It lowers our thyroid function. It messes with our sex hormones. You know, constant stress can increase testosterone in women. It can lower testosterone in men. It can do things that we just don't want it to do. Um, it messes with digestion. So it's a 24-7, 360-degree uh, response of our body to this chronic stress. Wow. How did you learn that stress was the cause of your illness? Ah, it really, well, let me take a step back. So when I came out of the hospital that third time, I was so exhausted. If you can imagine, I couldn't walk my dogs anymore. I could barely walk up and down the stairs in my house. That was enough. So all I could do at that time to change was to change how I was eating, what I was eating. And when I started with that, I started feeling better. So then I started doing more movement. And I say movement as opposed to exercise, because a lot of us have that. You hear the word exercise and you're like, oh, that kind of thing. But yeah. movement. Um, started looking at how I was sleeping and getting more sleep during the day, um, started de-stressing specifically, and started looking at my hormones. So those are the things, the changes that I had to make initially. And when I saw the changes, this is without any further training, when I saw the changes in my own life, I said, well, there must be a formal way to get this new information, because that's not what you're taught in medical school. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not taught about anything like that. And so I went back to school, went to uh, learn about functional medicine, which is that uh, looking at the root cause of what's going on, went back into functional medicine. And it was there that I learned how important stress is and what it does to us and to our hormones. For Dr. Lavelle, it was all self-experimentation and holistically looking at her body. She was getting to the root cause of the symptoms rather than just throwing on a Band-Aid. Uh, I'll say during that whole uh, switch from plastic surgery to lifestyle health, I had this really strange rash that no one could figure out. None of the traditional physicians could figure out. They put me on high-dose steroids, which did nothing except to make me dizzy. I would start bouncing into walls, didn't take the rash away. And so when we looked at it, it, I found a functional health provider, actually in another state, because there were none even near me at that time, who did some testing. And we found that a lot of my issues were related to gut. So stress can cause hormones, can cause gut issues. And the rashes was coming from me being sensitive, having developed a sensitivity to eggs. Go figure. Huh. So something that I love, still to this day, I still love. Um, so <laughs> what we did was we came off of eggs for a while and rash got better. And uh, you know, so it was really a matter of finding out not so much, you know, the traditional way of looking at a rash is, oh, you've got a rash, go put some cream on it, make the rash go away. This was a matter of saying, okay, you've got a rash, what is causing that rash? And then take that away you know, or change that. 
this is resonating because I reason <laughs> this is a little bit about me. So here's what happened. Over the summer, I developed a more intense version of a rash on my face that I've been dealing with for most of my adult life. Nothing was working and no doctors could figure out what it was from. So I asked my primary doctor for a functional or lifestyle doctor. And even though my primary doctor seems to align with my preference for a holistic approach to health, she gave me this whole speech about how functional medicine isn't proven and you need to be careful about what and who you listen to, all of which I agree, and a sentiment I apply to all of my doctors, not just the holistic ones. But this speech, knowing my primary doctor fairly well by now, seemed like an obligatory warning mandated by the higher-ups more concerned with my money and less with my actual health. And right after she gave me this speech, she quickly and quietly inserted, but I've heard great things about this office and here's their name and number with this slight twinkle in her eye. I called that office, but my insurance wouldn't cover it. And so I never went. And so I still have this rash I'm dealing with. All this to wonder, why is there so little information about nutrition, inflammation, vitamins, and the like? Oh, wonderful. So <laughs> I, I look at uh, one of the big ones is gut impermeability, so leaky gut. And that used to be like so far out there. People would say, oh, you must be crazy if you believe in leaky gut. Well, now the science has shown that that is an actuality, that when things change, the gut junctions get wider and things get through that shouldn't get through. So the proof of some of the things may be a little bit behind the observation, but for the majority of issues that are brought up with integrated medicine or functional medicine or lifestyle medicine, whatever you want to call it, most of them really are proven at this point. You know, okay. we're having more and more proof. Yeah. So then why isn't it mainstream and why aren't you taught it in medical school? Oh, that's a good one. I love that question. <laughs> that is actually one of the reasons that it is, and is one of the reasons that I didn't go into internal medicine in the first place. Because if you go to medical school, you actually rotate through a lot of the different specialties. You go through internal medicine, pediatrics, surgery. Of course, I picked surgery because that was the best. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, the reason that I chose back then not to go into internal medicine or family practice was because it was more people would come in each month. They would have whatever they had going on, whether it was diabetes or high blood pressure, whatever it was. They would get their pill the same way you got your cream. They would go away and they would come back the same month, the next month same thing going on. So all that was changing was maybe we'll change your medicine, but we're not looking at what you're eating. We're not looking at what you're doing. We're not looking at your lifestyle. And I said, I can't do that. We're not taught that. We have two weeks of nutrition in medical school. Well, why? What? Two weeks. Two weeks of that nutrition. That's it. Crazy. And nutrition is such a huge part of mm -hmm. what makes us healthy, right? Mm -hmm. But what are they getting every week? or every month that they come in, they're getting medication. Mm -hmm. And who runs a lot of, you know, medicine, unfortunately. We call it big pharma, but yeah, that's yeah. It's it's all economic. That's billions of dollars every year. More about me. I was raised to question doctors, medicine, and processes. I was taught to advocate for my own health and never take a medicine without understanding its purpose, benefits, and side effects. I was raised to eat real food, whole grains, and vitamins from a young age, and I'm not talking about Flintstone vitamins here, which are mostly just sugar. 
I feel lucky that I was raised this way and that my parents had the means to afford real food and vitamins. Most people I know do not have that experience. Because of my upbringing, I am much more likely to go the holistic route in terms of health. I start with diet, as Dr. Lavelle suggested, and I play around with things like essential oils when I'm sick or my allergies act up. I love a good acupuncture session. I take vitamins when I remember. And meditation has changed my sleep. And yet I encounter people who don't believe in these ideas simply because it wasn't recommended by their doctor. I had a friend a few years ago who was in school to become a physician's assistant. And Mm -hmm. I was often having to like defend eating for nutrition and taking vitamins because he was like, well, if it's not taught in a textbook or if the medicine isn't made in the lab, then it's not valid. And I'm like, what? But this oh. stuff has been around for like since like the beginning of life. Oh, t- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Tom, what are your – I'm digressing a little bit, but what are your thoughts on vitamins and – like the holistic approaches approaches to illness. like Exactly. Well, I say the, the best textbook is your own body, period. You know, however your body responds to something, that is the best textbook. I don't care if it's written or not. Because think about it, things that we knew 10, 20 years ago, we're finding out now are not true. Cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> how, how many people have lung cancer now because we didn't know what cigarettes were doing to us? Right. Doctors smoke cigarettes, Okay. So we learn as we go along, but the best the best teacher is what's going on in our own bodies. That's absolutely the the truth. Now, as far as supplements, that. that's another that's another big one, right? Okay, we can. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to get into that if you don't want to. But no, no, no. So it's curious. actually it's actually a very good uh, it's a very good topic because there okay. are there are two ways of of supplements, and I think you brought up a big a good point. A lot of supplements get put in that same category as the Flintstones, you know, and and the and the other over the counters that are they go in one way and they come right back out, you know, right. almost un <laughs> undesigned, uh, you know, yes. unabsorbed or anything. <laughs> so that's one thing that you're looking at. The other are supplements that are actually made with clean ingredients. They don't have any any fillers that are going to make it impossible for you to absorb and digest. Um, they're actually made specifically for a specific reason. Your body can absorb them and use them. So that's we. That alone is enough to say, okay, we're looking at two different things. Yeah. But with even with supplements and you know, with me in lifestyle health, people ask me, well, if I come off of this medication, am I now going to be have to be on a supplement for the rest of my life? And the answer is, we want to get you to as few and hopefully none as we go along. You know, as your body heals and is able to do on its own what it's supposed to do, then you come off of the things that are helping you support from being on a medication to being, you know, medication free. There are some that you may always have to take. So, for instance, someone who is of color, as I am, is all almost always going to be low in vitamin D, just because we don't absorb vitamin D as well from the outside. So, we may, I may always need to take some supplemental vitamin D. That's you know, but it's not like I have to take everything all the time. You know, it really depends on what's going on with your body, and that's the way we want to get people. Okay, that's a thank you for that. That's a good mm-hmm. explanation. Dr. Lavelle left plastics and went back to school to become a lifestyles doctor at the age of 63. 
How did you feel about going back to school at that age? Oh, I loved it. I love learning, period, you know, and I look back and I look at my my parents and uh, they went to college when I was going to college, okay? So they're, they were in wow. that, that, yeah, I mean, I was a, a regular teenager going and they were in their, I'm not even sure, 30s, 40s or whatever, and they were just going, and they both got their degrees. So in my family, it's always been, um, you know, it's always been honored to continue your education. The other thing, though, was that I just felt so much better when I started making those changes that I knew I had to know more. And even if it initially when I went, it was for me, you know, it was for me to feel better, for me to understand what was going on. And as I was getting stronger and stronger with myself, I tried it with my sister, who also had some health issues, got her over a huge hump. Um, and that's when I started saying, okay, maybe this is something I can do for others, you know, for for my my wider audience, clientele, patients, or whatever you want to look at. That's so cool. I love that about your parents. And I've had a few people on here who've gone back to school later in life. And it's something I'm thinking about all the time. Do it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, you also had mentioned to me that you don't often like to talk about your age because you find that mm. when applying for grants and business support, you get turned down because of your age, because you're in your 60s. Right. If you could say anything you wanted about doing the work that you do at your age, at 69, how would you advocate for yourself and other people doing important work in their 60s, 70s, and older? Right. I mean, I I have more energy, have, I think, better mind, you know, mind thoughts and things now than I did 10 years ago when I was really struggling with things, 2012, 2013. Yeah, it's about 10 years at this point. And so I was, I am so much better now. And, and looking forward, you know, so I'm looking at myself and how I feel right at this moment. I'm going to be 70 in a few months. Um, I don't see any major change or deterioration in the next five to 10 years. You know, as far as my body, as far as my mind or, or anything, that's when some, unless something drastic happens. And so to me, I, I understand when, when maybe when um, people are looking for grants and, and things of that sort, where they're looking at people, they may look at someone who's 35 or 40 and say, okay, well, they've got a lot more time to build something or maybe more ability to build something. However, I also know that some of the, you know, some of the, the greatest things in this world Kentucky Fried Chicken, although it's maybe not <laughs> <right>. <laughs> You know, we were just talking about that the other day. Uh, Moms Mabley, who was an artist. I mean, there are so many people who started in their late 60s, 70s, sometimes even later than that, and have mm-hmm. done amazing things. The idea that we get to a certain age and have to stop or have lost it all or, or something is just is just ludicrous just to add on to that point, like I feel like there's room for everybody. And like when you combine the different age groups, you know, when we all put our heads together in all different age brackets, that's when amazing things happen. Like that's what we need. You know, can't it can't just be people who are in their 60s and it can't just be people who are in their 40s exactly. or in their 20s. Like it's got to, everybody can contribute. And 
it's so confusing to me why people, yeah, think that you like age out of like being able to contribute or something. Exactly. Well, I think even even people themselves believe that. You know, there are people that I speak to who are younger than me. Not only do they look way older, but they speak about themselves as if life is over. And I'm mm-hmm. like, are you kidding me? <laughs> um, it's just amazing. I hear that same thing sometimes. Like even my mom will say, like, "Oh, I can't do that thing anymore. She's 75. I, I don't want to. I won't. I don't want to walk up. You know, those, those huge flights of stairs. That's too hard for me." And I'm like, "You're. You can walk up the flights of stairs. You're fine. In fact, now we're gonna go walk up the flights." No, of right, stairs. right, right. <laughs> but I, I wonder where. Like, where do you think that comes from? I think a lot of it is our society, you know, because if you look at, if you look at other societies, especially the blue zones around the world, if you look at these areas where people are living into their Mm nineties and they're still active and still in community uh, where it's honored, then it's acceptable and it's accepted. But I think here we're so used to this disposing of whatever's old, whether it's the old TV or the old phone or the old person, we're used to just kind of disposing of it and going on to the next best new thing. Yeah, that's right. As we already know, Dr. Lavelle went from plastics to lifestyle medicine. But what does that mean and look like? Prior to this with Premier Wellness, I worked primarily one-on-one with people, sometimes with small groups, to help them with their energy, their weight, their hormones. But I did that with the same way that I healed myself, through changing nutrition to whole foods. That in itself is huge to getting people to move more throughout their day and not just going to the gym a couple of times a week, but moving throughout the entire day, to sleeping more, to de-stressing specifically, to you know looking at their hormones and seeing what they were. They're not only their cortisol, as we just talked about, their thyroid, but their estrogen and testosterone and progesterone, all of these hormones that make such a big difference in how we feel and go throughout our day. And then the last was looking at mindset and looking at how you feel about yourself and those around you. So that was it, working primarily one-on-one. But I realized that doing one-on-one, I could only see a certain number of people in a month or so. And I really wanted to impact more. So I started speaking and doing workshops and conferences. And then I just realized that that I loved it. Um, and so that's where we're switching. That's why we're calling it now balanced performance, because people want to be able to perform, but they also want to have that work-life balance. They want to be able to enjoy their family and their work at both at peak levels. So that's what we do now. That's awesome. I love it. And yeah. you're based in North Carolina now? We're in North Carolina, yes. Okay. Yeah. So do you still take... Individual, of yeah. course, of yeah. course, okay. of course, okay. yeah. And and as we as we speak, we're in the planning stages of what we're calling the Balanced Performance Center. So I want an area where people can come and learn. Well, how do you cook a meal in in thirty minutes or less? It's healthy and doesn't cost a fortune. How do you do these specific workouts? So a place where people can actually come and learn. We'll eventually even have an organic farm so people can come and learn and do things of that sort as well. So yes, it's that's so cool. Is, yes, yes. I yes. love that. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. So for those of us who don't live in North Carolina, yes. And who are interested in 
um, this type of healing. Mm-hmm. Where do we start? What do we do? Ah, so I always tell people the best thing to do is to start with your own food and mood journal, just to figure out what's going on with you. If you if there are things that you want to change going forward, start with writing down for say about you know three to five days what you're eating, how you feel, um, how you're sleeping, what kind of symptoms you might be having, and you'll start to see patterns of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Once you've got an idea of that, um, you can either make changes yourself, you know, because we all have that capacity to understand what's going on and make the changes ourselves. But if you need help, um, you can do things. There are actually, if you can't work with me specifically, there are actually now uh, sites that are that will help you and guide you through a more functional way of health, and they're online. So that's another opportunity. Trying to think of some of the names. Um, One is called Gritwell, G-R-I-T hyphen W-E-L-L. Gritwell is one of them. Oh, cool. But they're, and what they're doing is trying to make it uh, more uh, accessible to more people, you know, because as you were saying, you wanted to get some testing done and they're not covered, Mm -hmm. you know, so um, by insurance, at least at this point. So just there are some options out there now for people to to do this as well. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And then the last thing I was going to say is if you're in a in a working in a company that has a wellness program or even if they don't, ask them to bring things like, you know, the the lifestyle health into the business because it's been shown that companies increase their profits when they take care of their employees. Right, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't understand why every company doesn't do that. What? How are you feeling these days? I feel wonderful. I feel wonderful. As a matter of fact, um, we just got a, a, um, a scale that has not just your weight, but it's also looking at your fat percentage and lean body mass and everything. And it was better than I thought it would be. Um, but it also gave me some goals. So now I have another goal to, and that's another thing. A lot of us think that when we're going to change a life, we have to change everything all at once and it's, it's better in two weeks. No, mm. no. It's a journey and you get to, you know, you get to a next plateau, you get better, and then you go to the next thing and you, you continuously give yourself new goals and new heights to reach. And that's what keeps you young as well. I love that. I agree. <laughs> I'm always like, life is a learning journey. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, what's your lifestyle like? Like your diet, exercise, work, play balance? These days, it is It is also just recently uh, upgraded itself. And I use something in the morning and the evenings called BrainTap. Uh, that's a technology that is... For those of us who, you know, a lot of us don't meditate because we say we can't keep still or we can't focus or whatever. Well, you, there are, of course, many, many ways you can get around that. But <coughs> this is actually one, um, I would say it has meditations, but it is also light and sound activated. So you've got this headset on and it really just kind of gets everything going. You don't have to think about anything. You just let it happen. So I do that first thing in the morning. Then I will get up. I have dogs. So obviously we're going to be walking first thing in the morning. Um, I have uh, my daughter and son. My son is a personal trainer. My daughter is a paramedic firefighter. Wow. And so they're both into movement. And so they both 
will not let mom not move out. So they they have me working out with weights. So that's the next thing. Um, and then as far as eating, I often will intermittent fast until about noon. And I just find that that works better for me. Then I'll have, you know, I usually tend to have protein, lots of fruits and vegetables. And every once in a while, I'll kind of binge on some carbs, some healthier carbs, just because you can't knock them out completely all the time. Yeah. And that's me. Well, do you do you like drink tea or coffee or anything like that? Sometimes it'll okay. it it will depend. Um, the best recently, I've really just gone to lemon water, um, oh. just because it's winter time. We've got our heat on that tends to dehydrate you more, and both tea and coffee tend to dehydrate you. So oh. I've been kind of leaning away from those as much, and really just going with the water. Lemon water for that morning. Lemon ginger water, actually, for that morning. And then I'll have lunch. Okay, interesting. Because mm-hmm. I've been I, – I think about that all the time. And I recently have – not always, but like sometimes won't eat anything until around 11 or 12. But I am drinking tea. Mm-hmm. And I do – I can't have tea without – some food or some milk in it, or I get a stomachache. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, so, and I'm like, well, does this count? <laughs> like, I'm not really sure. <laughs> well, like you said, there are all different types of fasts. So there yeah. are there are you know there are liquid fasts, juice fasts. It doesn't have to be nothing at all in that that period of time. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. I have a lot to learn. Yeah. There's, there's so much. I mean, I with everything that I've learned, there's just so much more out there. And one of the other things that we're about to start with uh, with a lot of our clients is um, continuous glucose monitoring. Mm. And the reason for that is uh, a lot of times you were saying with milk, you, you needed the milk in your tea and whether or not that was upsetting the fasting balance. Well, with a continuous glucose monitor, you would know that because it's monitoring what's going on with your glucose all the time. So you're not pricking your finger to check your blood sugar. It's on your arm usually, and it will send to your phone what your blood sugar is. So if you drink that tea, you'll know, okay, what is the response of that tea to my blood sugar? Interesting. It's amazing, amazing. How do you get one of those? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. Well, I'm working with a company now because it used to be very difficult. You used to have to, you know, for a while you had to like sneak into Canada and get one. And go, no, <laughs> but now they, uh, there's a company out that I'm working with, and they will send them to you on a, you know, maybe a monthly basis or whatever. Usually, if people are not diabetic, they just want to do it. You right. to see what's going on for maybe a mm-hmm. month or two, um, and then you get the the records automatically. I get to see what's going on. I mean, you can share it or not. Um, but then we can talk about, okay, this is what's going on with your blood sugar. And this is why these foods are doing it. And this is the choices and changes you can make. It's just, it's That's wonderful. so cool. Okay. So how much does something like that cost? They're about 130, 140 um, huh. percent. Yeah. It's not, it's, that's like I said, they, they they used to be crazy expensive, and yeah. like I said, you had to go out of the country to get them. But they've now made them, you know, much more affordable. 
That's so cool. And you can yeah. do that. And then if we don't have you as our doctor, we send it to our uh, our regular doctor or? You can. They, I mean, the, the company that I work with even has their own, you know, they there's a way that you can oh. hook up with their physicians as well to. That makes sense. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so got you're it. Not, you're not just out there in the, in right. the cold once you have the data. What am I supposed to do with this data? Um, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. really cool. We've already arrived at the part of the interview when I ask the guests to reintroduce themselves because you are not your successes. I'm sorry to break the news to you, but guess what? You're also not your failures. You're not your hobbies and you're not your experiences. You are how you respond to those things. You are what you learn from those things. And you are how you consciously choose to show up next time. When you can detach your identity from things and experiences, you get to be in control of your place in the world. Oh. <laughs> Let's see. Um, persistent, determined, kind, curious, open-hearted, open-minded, and loving. Awesome. <laughs> um, okay. Is there anything else that you want to share? Uh, I guess the, the biggest thing that, that I love to share with everyone is that we are our own best advocate, our own best physician, and our bodies know exactly what they need. And so when we listen to it, we learn how to listen to our own bodies, we can make amazing changes in our health, our lifestyle, our, our life, period. So if, if nothing else, just listen to your body. Let go of whatever isn't serving you, whatever that might be, and then live your own version of thriving. So good. Thank <laughs> you for that. It's so interesting to me because it seems like every time I have I do one of these interviews, it's like exactly the interview I needed to hear that day. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> it's really incredible. It just every single time. Where can people find you? Well... <laughs> As I mentioned, we are in the process of switching over our website. I'm going to give you the new one. So it is balancedperformance.pro, www. Um, and our Facebook literally just changed over yesterday, and I didn't even realize it would change so quickly. So <laughs> even all of our links are not quite quite right yet, but it's Balanced Performance. Um, and on LinkedIn, I'm D Dr. Susan Lavelle, Dr. Susan Lavelle on LinkedIn. Perfect. I will include all of those in the show notes. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for coming and doing this with me. It was really a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, thank you. And Same I here. hope, yeah, and I hope we can stay in touch somehow. S sounds like a plan. Not only did I learn a lot from Dr. Lavelle, but now I feel so much more confident about how I'm going to approach my health moving forward. If you want to get in touch with her or find any of the resources she mentioned, check out the show notes. You can also find a link to get in touch with me if you're looking for coaching support. I Am This Age is produced by Jellyfish Industries. I'm Molly Sider, your host. The music is by Dan Davin and artwork is by David Harper. We hope you all have a wonderful end of year. Stay curious, stay safe, and keep learning. Catch you all next time.